At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Charlotte Hornets. Rob Longo with you today. It is a game day edition of the HHC as the Hornets look to snap a three-game losing skid tonight in the Big Apple, taking on one of the hottest teams in the association in the New York Knicks. We'll have your game preview here in a couple of segments. We're also going to touch on the defense, which surprisingly, believe it or not, compared to what the record has been as of late for the Hornets, is one of the best ones in the association. And we're also going to give you our latest swarm report as well and what is happening down on the farm, for lack of a better term, in Greensboro with the Greensboro Swarm and some of the players on assignment, and some of the two-way guys there as well. And helping me out on all of these topics in the studio today, nonetheless, is the one and only Sam Perley. Sam, it's good to see you face-to-face for once. Of course. Thank you for having me. A little weird. uh, It is weird to see my face. I understand. Yes, it's not a phone call late at night, you know, 12 o'clock, 1 a.m., something like that, too. Full disclosure. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, great to be in the studio. It's always a little easier to see you face-to-face. I feel like we can get the the debates and the discussions even more lively. The chemistry is certainly there. Let's go ahead and begin with the latest Swarm report. And it was not great for the Greensboro Swarm based on a team aspect of things over the weekend. You go back to Thursday, the Swarm lost at College Park 120-117. to The Skyhawks, of course, the G League affiliate of the Atlanta Hawks. James Booknight had 17 points. He was 6-12 shooting. 3-6 beyond the arc as well. Was pretty efficient for the most part. Taylor Maladon also had 17 points. Of course, he is on that two-way deal. 6-13 from the field. One of five from three, so the three-point shot just wasn't really there for Teo on Thursday. He also, though, did have six assists he was able to dish out. We go to Saturday. Swarm, unfortunately, lost again to College Park. It was a 115-100 to final, and in that one, James Booknight had 12 points, four of 11 shooting, two of six from three. Also had three rebounds. He only played 20 minutes, but in 33 minutes out there on the floor, Teo Maladon, 24 points, eight of 16 from the field. Again, three-point shooting was not the greatest, one of five, but he did go four for five 
from the free throw line as well. So wanted to get everybody updated on the Greensboro Swarm and some of those guys that we've seen here at the big league club over the course of the season as well. But the reason I bring this up, Sam, I think was first off their great performances, especially from Teo Maladon, who just continues to kill it in the G League. And we saw him basically win a game or two for the Hornets here in his appearances here at the big league club earlier in the season as well, when there were all those injuries at the beginning of the season. I guess I can't say at the beginning of the season because there's just been so many injuries in general. But at any rate, Teo playing some really good basketball. And the reason I want to bring this up is because their season is winding down as well. They only have a handful of games left. And these are important games for these players because they are fighting for their future, maybe not here in Charlotte. Obviously, we would like to have them here, but their future in the NBA as well. Teo Maladon is a great example of that. Was cut from the Oklahoma City Thunder prior to this season. Hornets pick him up on a two-way deal. He has a little bit of a resurgence. He's able to prove what he's capable of, at least scoring the basketball and that sort of thing as well. So I think these last couple of games in Greensboro for Teo are going to really go a long way, both for his career and what the direction of this Hornets franchise looks like moving forward in terms of some depth pieces behind guys like LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier. Well, for sure. And Teo was, I think, early in the season when LaMelo was out, Terry was out, Dennis was out. I think wasn't all necessarily concurrently, but they all missed kind of significant stretches. And Teo came in, like you said, he you know there were a handful of games where you could pinpoint and say Teo Maladon was a major part of why the Hornets won. And since they've gotten, I guess, healthy-ish in the backcourt, obviously that's not necessarily the case as of recent with uh, with Lamelo Ball's fractured ankle last week. But um, you know Teo and, and James too. It's just kind of go down to the G League, you know, get your work in, get your reps in. Um, this time of season, I think the G League can be a little bit. Um, uh, more fluctuating than it is at other points of the year because um, you've got guys kind of going in and out to the to the NBA rosters. You've got guys signing ten day deals. You don't really know. You know, you're playing groups. You know, you go down there to a month ago or so ago, and your teammates might look like one thing, and then you come back a little bit later, and your teammates might be a little bit different. You've got a different little bit of a different role playing out of position, something like that. So it's always kind of like you got to be really adaptable and really kind of fluid in the G League because night to night, just different things happen. Whether it's trades, guys get called up uh all sorts of different things different opponents of course but uh i think it, it's obviously it's done you know we've seen this year particularly what going to the g league and getting those reps in can do we've seen it with mark williams who's obviously playing great right now we've seen it with bryce mcgowan's uh we've seen it with a number of guys in past years jalen mcdaniel's a really good example cody martin caleb martin so you might need a little bit longer time in the g league sometimes a little bit shorter time in the g league it's just you know right now it's all about just getting that work in getting those reps in and staying ready when your time when your time comes. In terms of the Swarm for the rest of the season, they have eight games remaining. They are on the road. They're doing a little bit of a Texas swing here coming up this week. Wednesday, they're at Rio Grande Valley, and then on Friday, they're taking on the Austin Spurs. But then they come home and they play a couple more games as five of their final eight are at home up at the Novant Health Fieldhouse in Greensboro. They play two against Mexico City. Next week, that's March 15th and 16th. Then they have a one-off where they got to go back to Austin. A little bit of a weird schedule quirk there. They have a home game as well. Tuesday, March 21st against Capital City Go-Go, the Washington Wizards G League affiliate. And then Raptors 905, they round out the season with two at home against them as well. Great atmosphere, great opportunity to see the Hornets of tomorrow up there in Greensboro and wanted to share a couple of news and notes and some stats on some of the guys that you can see. Maybe we'll see them at the end of the season. Who knows? Maybe we'll see them next season as well. Only time will tell, but wanted to get some notes in on there of James Booknight and Teo Maladon. Coming up next, though, we're going to talk about the defense and how great it's been playing as of late despite just this three-game skid for the Hornets. That comes your way right after this here on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. The best things in life, they come in twos. Two scoops of ice cream, two tacos. And now for a limited time, get our best deal of the year. Buy any phone when you switch to Consumer Cellular and get two months of service free. That's right, the same fast, reliable nationwide coverage as Big Wireless, now with two months free. Proof the best things in life really do come in twos. Visit ConsumerCellular.com or call 1-888-FREEDOM. Second and third month of monthly base service fee waived for new customers with the purchase of a phone and activation by July 31st, 2024. Taxes, fees, and third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Rob Longo and Sam Perley on a preview edition of the Hornets Hivecast. As always, we are presented by Senta and Sam. Again, as we get into the home stretch of the season here, we're coming up on game number 67, and we do a ton of these podcasts. I think this is podcast number 148 of the season, if I'm not mistaken. We don't take a whole lot of time off. was just looking at some numbers and trying to find some topics, and you had a great tweet yesterday that really motivated me, and we're going to talk about it here too. You said, and this is something that you went back and took a look at, the Hornets are first in the NBA in defensive rating since February 11th at 108.7. It also gives the Hornets a 5 Five and four record during that stretch. It was that five game winning streak that the Hornets had. Started with a loss against Denver, and then they were able to rip off five straight. And now, unfortunately, have hit a little bit of skid since Lamelo Ball has been out of the lineup and out for the rest of the season with that ankle injury. But again, I think that is a really telling number when you look at it because when you take a look at who the Hornets have played here over the last couple of games, you go back to that Phoenix game where they held them to 105. Of course, that was the first game with Kevin Durant, maybe some moving parts, that sort of thing. But since then. Phoenix has really taken off offensively. They scored 125 points and 120 points in their last two games ever since the Hornets and the Suns faced off here at Spectrum Center. So pretty big disparity there. I mean, 15, 20 points, that's a lot. And I know that maybe some of that might be Kevin Durant just trying to round into form with a new team. But again, Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant, and you have that rest of that roster that the Suns have, holding them to 105 points right now is rather impressive. I don't care if it's the first game for KD back or not. At the end of the day, that's a very high potent offense that you're trying to limit, and the Hornets did a good job in that. Then you go back to that Brooklyn game where it was only 102 points held from the Nets, and I know they shot very well in that first half. They shot about 52%. Then you go to the second half, and I think they only shot about 25-26%. So overall, even though the Hornets are currently on this three-game losing streak, at the end of the day, the defense has really, really picked it up as of late. Yeah, what's really impressive about this defense is you know it's it's really held strong. Um, 
given, I know it's only been three games, I guess three full games since LaMelo went out, but sometimes when the offense starts to kind of hit a little bit of a wall like the Hornets offense has right now, obviously we've talked about LaMelo's injury and kind of how that's going to affect things and the style and tempo they want to play, but there can be a, a carryover to the defense. If the, if the defense is constantly having to, if your offense is, is you know getting not making shots and it's leading to live ball rebounds and transition the other way or turning it over leading to transition the other way, defense is never really getting set. Sometimes it can have kind of a negative impact on both ends of the court but that hasn't been the case for the Hornets and and this stretch this nine game stretch it started with the the Denver game and yeah they're they're first in the NBA in defense I know it's a very very small sample size you got to look at some of the teams they play they've played some some good quality teams Minnesota in there is a very good offense uh you know and they've taken advantage of of some teams that are not the most potent on offense and done a good job making sure they haven't gotten going so I think while the offense kind of works itself out a little bit here it's going to be some adjustment as we saw in Brooklyn but it's 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 a component of their game that's kind of keeping things afloat a little bit. If your defense plays well and you're you're limiting second chance opportunities, getting stops, pushing the pace in transition, you know, doing the things you need to do, you're going to give yourself a chance. They so can just get that offense kind of some sort of rhythm, get the movement and, and getting side to side a little bit more. I think they got a good chance to kind of get back on track and finish the season strong. A couple of other things that stand out to me too, when you take a look at that number, the other thing that I look at too is despite putting up 141 points and allowing 138 to Atlanta back on, what was that, February 13th? So if you go back to that game, the fact that the Hornets still have that low of a defensive rating is really remarkable, I think, when you give up 138 points like that. And that's not saying that the defense was terrible that game. It was just a high-scoring affair. Everybody was making shots. So to kind of stretch this out a little bit as a more condensed number, more or less, because I'm seeing a lot of stuff on social media about this is the Mark Williams effect. And Mark has definitely been an improvement and has definitely done a good job defensively ever since he's moved into that starting role. That's just how it is. Mark has done a great job. But since the All-Star break, the Hornets are first in defensive rebound percentage and they're third in defensive rebounds per game. They're also second in defensive rating. So I know it's a little bit of a smaller sample size compared to that one that stretched out a little bit more where they're first in defensive rating in the NBA. But when you go back to it, yeah, Mark has been a really big part of this because the Hornets defense does improve by 5.3 points per 100 possessions, which is defensive rating. That is how defensive rating is calculated with him on the court. So, And it also falls, their, the shooting percentage for the opponent, falls about 5.5% around the rim. Nick Richards has also done a really good job, though, as well on that backline defense. When he's out there, the opponent field goal percentage at the rim drops by 7.6%. So I'm not saying that Mark Williams is significantly better than Nick Richards or one thing or the other. Everybody's just picking up the slack, and that's kind of what the point is I'm trying to prove here is that it's not just one specific person. And as of late, even though the offense would be leaps and bounds up there higher than with LaMelo Ball out there on the floor, obviously, with Dennis Smith Jr. on the floor – the defense really, really locks again. And that's not a knock on LaMelo's defense or anything like that. That's just Dennis Smith Jr.'s calling card. Is he is going to be in your face, and he's going to guard you for the full 24 seconds on the shot clock. And he's just been that much more of a tenacious defender at times when he's out there on the floor, and he's playing more minutes right now. Yeah, I'd be curious, too, if... Um and I know this hasn't been the case for all nine of these games, but knowing that to offense, you know, points have been kind of hard to come by, does that, you know, kind of intrinsically, you know, defensively, you're just going to be that much more locked in? Does it kind of pick it up a little bit of an extra gear on that other side, just knowing, hey, you know, we're struggling to get points right now. We've really, really got to hone in defensively here. I don't know if there's any sort of like thought process that goes through 
you know, your head. We've seen a lot of times in some games too, and not just the Hornets, but throughout the NBA, when the points are flowing and you're scoring nonstop, kind of like we saw in that Atlanta game a few weeks ago when it was 141-138. There, I think there is sometimes a mindset sets in of we're scoring, you know, points are flying. It's, you know, and it kind of becomes into a little bit more of a shootout. And just who you know, who's going to have the ball last? Who can outscore the other? But uh, I thought it was really interesting. Something Steve Clifford said before the Brooklyn game the other night. He was asked in the pregame availability, I think by Rod Boone, about Mark Williams' impact and Nick Richards too, and why, in his view, that's kind of shifted things defensively for the team. And I thought he made a really interesting point to kind of paraphrase the quote a little bit. He said, "Those two together, the rim protection's been really good. They're not fouling as much. I guess as a team, everyone's just doing a better job of guarding the ball. You could also add having Kelly Oubre back helps that. Having JT." Thor playing a little bit heavier minutes while he does have some offensive limitations. He's been very good defensively. PJ is obviously now back now, returned in this Nets game, but guarding the ball has been better. Just everyone seems to be a little bit more locked in. And one of the more interesting things, I had never really thought about this before, he says basically that in terms of guarding the ball, when you know you have somebody at the rim now like Mark and or Nick, is that you can be a little bit more aggressive on your closeouts. You can not worry so much about letting guys drive by you because you know there's somebody behind you so you can run guys off the line a little bit more and it prevents these rhythm spot up threes that, you know, I think we saw a little bit, you know, to start that Brooklyn game and they kind of leveled out as the game transpired, but sort of just sort of that, that security of knowing there's a mark or a nick behind you that you can really kind of attack close out knowing that hey if this guy does get by me there's somebody behind me to kind of catch the mistake or make up the mistake too so i don't know if that's necessarily like that's not happening every single possession but it is something to kind of think about that you do sort of have that extra layer of security behind your back so like you said i think it's a number of different things but it's a safe to say that i think mark kind of going in there has made a major impact and i don't necessarily think you know everyone's saying because uh, I see it too sometimes as people, oh, uh, we shouldn't play and starting the whole season, you know, this and that. You know, Mark's even said that he needed those reps in the G League to start the and season. And Mason Plumlee is having a career year. Yes, exactly. So I, I don't think it's necessarily fair to say that if Mark were starting day one, the Hornets would have a, a number one defense throughout the entire season. I think he's even said, I needed those reps in the G League. I needed to kind of get my feet wet a little bit, get, you know, a feel of things. And you got him into the rotation. He played in the rotation for about whatever it was, month and a half, and now he's taken another step forward too. So I've been really impressed with his progress, and uh, I think he was in that Nets game really, really good defensively, and he was, I think, plus seven in a game, they, and they lost by 16. I mean, the and team, somehow didn't record a block. Yeah, and, and, but he altered a lot of shots around the rim. Even if he's not recording blocks, I mean, you could really see layup attempts and things like that. He's out on the perimeter too. I mean, that's another thing. Is he is That's a, that's an area that he has been kind of unheraldly good at is is you know, kind of guarding out in space a little bit more. That's not something young centers are necessarily asked to do or equipped to do this early in their career. But And the pick-and-roll coverage has been great on the perimeter. Yeah, it's gotten a lot better. I think you, you saw it when he got switched out. I think the you know his play of the season thus far it was that when he got switched out on the perimeter at the end of that Hawks game with the Hornets, I think it was up three, and he you know blocked Trey Young. I mean, that's not a play that a young center generally makes without getting either – fouling or getting blown by or missing something so i'm really excited for mark i think he's been really really good and kind of getting him consistent heavy minutes playing against big time centers the rest of the way i think is going to be huge for his development it's certainly a team effort certainly a trickle down effect as the hornets continue or at least look to continue that great defensive play against a very very hot new york knicks team we're going to talk about that the game preview between charlotte and new york coming your way right after this here on a hornet's hive cast brought to you by senta 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Rob Longo and Sam Perley with you on a game day edition of the HHC, as always presented by Senta. Sam, time now to get into our game preview. This is always one of my favorite topics on the Hornets Hivecast. It's probably one of the favorite ones that we do all season. As much as we love to do top performers after wins, I think that the game previews give us a chance to really dive into the weeds and dive into the nuts and bolts of these matchups. So let's go ahead and get right to it. Like I mentioned, the Knicks, one of the hottest teams in the association right now, but to back things up a little bit, the Hornets have lost the last two meetings against the Knicks this season. Last one took place all the way back on December 9th, so these teams looked a lot different there. It was a 121-102 final here at Spectrum Center. Terry Rozier had a team-high 24 points. Kelly Oubre right behind him with 22. Charlotte, though, just shot 23% from three-point land. Knicks lived at the line that game. Went 26-30 at the stripe. Seven Nixon double figures, including a game-high 33 from Julius Randle, who seems to have just an extra gear whenever he takes on the Hornets. Again, Knicks, one of the hottest teams right now in the NBA. They've won nine in a row. When you go back to the beginning of February, they are 13-2 and since the month of February. But this is a very, very streaky team when you take a look at it. New York had an eight-game winning streak earlier in the season, and then they turned around and lost five in a row. Then they won four, and then they lost one, and then they won three again, and then they had another four-game losing streak. So this team just has very, very high peaks and valleys. I know they're flying high after that win against Boston on Sunday. It was a 131-129 win. In double overtime, a lot of those guys in that game played a lot of heavy minutes, including Emmanuel Quickly. I want to say he logged like 54 minutes or something like that. He just just something crazy. And we know Tom Thibodeau really, really likes to ride the hot hand when it comes to some players, maybe a little bit too much. I don't want to point fingers on Derrick Rose injuries or anything like that. But, I mean, Emmanuel Quickly, yeah, 55 minutes the other night in that game against Boston. So... Just to set the scene a little bit, kind of give you an idea of what the Hornets are up against tonight. Again, going to be a tall task without LaMelo Ball and the way that the offense has been struggling as of late, but hopefully the defense can be the calling card as it has been ever since the All-Star break, a couple games into February, whatever you want to pinpoint it at, but you know how this works. We need player to watch for both sides and a stat to watch. Where would you like to begin? Yeah, my Hornet to watch tonight is going to be Dennis Smith Jr. We talked about it a little bit on uh, after the game on Sunday night, but with Kelly Oubre Jr. moving into the starting lineup and no place of LaMelo 
LaMelo Ball. There's a little bit of a, uh, I guess, a little bit of a hole in the bench now in terms of who's going to be that go-to score in terms of getting points. And, you know, Dennis Smith has done a good job of kind of chipping in in that area. Last five games, 11 points, shooting 39%. Something that's really impressive, though, during this stretch, 27 assists to just three turnovers. And he also had eight steals. So he's done a little bit of everything, had 15 points, six rebounds, and six assists against the Nets. I love his competitive spirit. I think he does a great job kind of galvanizing that second unit. And they're going to need somebody in that reserve unit, Bryce, Nick, JT, somebody like that to kind of step up and get some points on the board. I think Dennis Smith's the guy that can do it. They're going to need you know help from elsewhere. But I like what Dennis Smith is bringing to this team right now. Great competitor, great defensive player, rebounding, facilitating. I mean, giving the Hornets exactly you know what they hoped for when they brought him in back in September. Off the wall pick a little bit, but I like it. It certainly makes sense. He was my top performer, my silver lining pick, whenever you want to call it from Sunday. So it certainly makes sense. He had 15 points, six assists, six rebounds in that game against Brooklyn the other night. So certainly worthy of a player to watch this evening. For me, I'm going to look at PJ Washington. I know he didn't have a great shooting night against Brooklyn. Again, it was that first game back since that foot sprain. He missed the last four games. Three of 11 from the field, two for six beyond the arc. I think he started two for three from three-point land, if I'm not mistaken. Eight rebounds, three assists as well. He's a guy that I think can kind of have an opportunity to stretch the floor. I know there's a lot of size on the other side for the Knicks. Of course, Julius Randle's a very, very talented player for them, but I think PJ has a chance to, if he sees one go down, a lot can go down, especially from maybe a corner three spot or that sort of thing where if he's able to get hot from beyond the arc, it's going to make that offense just flow so much better because it's going to pull defenders out of the way, going to open up the paint a little bit because, again, this is kind of a trickle-down effect in the sense that if the three-point shot isn't working for the Hornets, nothing's going to work because teams are just going to pack the paint, limit the paint touches, and they're going to dare you to shoot the three. And if you're cold, you're cold, and it's going to spell trouble. And I think we saw that the other night in Brooklyn where the team shot just 20 Seven percent or so from beyond the arc, they were eight of thirty, so twenty six point seven percent if you want to be exact. But again, I think if the Hornets are able to at least open up a couple threes here, PJ Washington's probably the guy to do it, and they have an opportunity here to squash one of the hottest teams in the NBA and stop a nine game winning streak for New York in their tracks. So we'll see what happens tonight. In that regard, we still have players to watch for the Knicks, and we also have stats to watch. Where would you like to go next? I'll go with uh, Nick to watch tonight. You mentioned him uh, a couple answers ago. Emmanuel quickly coming off a career-high 38 points uh, against Celtics the other night. 15 of 28 shooting, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, I watched maybe like the fourth quarter and then the two overtimes, and he was awesome. I mean, really, really good. Jalen Brunson didn't play that game, so quickly kind of stepped up, and it's so eye-popping to see uh, a guy play 55 minutes in the box score. You think it's like almost a typo. I mean, that's a full game plus an overtime. Yeah, that's plus... something you don't you haven't seen since like the 80s, I swear. Yeah, and I think I want to say he played from halftime till the end of the game, played the entire time. So uh, really impressive performance to watch during this nine-game winning streak that the Knicks have had. Quickly has been a major part of it. He's averaged almost 19 points, shooting 54% um, and shooting over three threes a game or making over three threes a game on almost 46% shooting. So he's having a a really good year. Three point shooting has definitely been a major factor for him and, and just, you know, he's got a nice little floater in the lane. You know, just great energy guy, too. Looks like he's having a lot of, you know, obviously, I hope he doesn't have too much fun tonight because that would mean the Knicks are playing really well, but he's a fun guy to watch because he looks like he has a lot of joy and a lot of charisma out there, too. So hopefully he doesn't have as much fun tonight, but quickly he's going to be a guy to watch. He's just playing really well tonight, and I'm sure he's going to want to, you know, keep on moving after that big game he had in Boston. I just noticed this, and I just found the stat. Emmanuel Quickly is the only player in the NBA to play 50 or more minutes in multiple games this season. 
I don't know if that's a bigger number for Emmanuel quickly or if that's a worse number for the Knicks considering they've had so many overtime games. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't, you know, or both. Truthfully, don't watch the Knicks a whole ton, but to play, you know, fifty minutes. I mean, it's it does. You know, that is kind of a Tom Thibodeau thing. Is he, he the guys he likes? He 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 rides them. You know, and he, he usually doesn't go dip too far into the bench. You know, he does play his guys heavy minutes, and he gets the most out of them. And you know, but that's something that goes. That's an impressive thing for Manuel quickly. You know, it goes to say the guys. You know, and he just seemed to get better and better. That was the best thing I saw the other day from him. That Celtics team. So he just seemed to get better as that game got on. Every time you kind of feel like there's no way. At some point, he's going to hit a wall and just even into the second overtime he's hitting big shots he's driving the lane he's not settling for anything uh it was really kind of it was a fun one to watch really if you're a basketball fan and you get a chance go back and watch some of those highlights from the knicks and celtics game because it was really really cool again hopefully not nearly as many highlights for the for the knicks tonight because that would mean uh trouble for the hornets but yeah two games of 55 plus minutes i wonder how many or 50 minutes i wonder how many total in the nba there are this year it can't be many because I know that IQ is the only guy to play 50 or more minutes multiple times this season, and the 55 is the most, like you said, by anybody in the association this season. But, I mean, for my player to watch, if you're going to leave him open, I'm going to take him. It's Julius Randle. The guy has just been on a hot streak basically the entire season. I mean, he's been playing some really good basketball. He had 31 against Boston the other night. You go back to their game against the Miami Heat a few nights ago he finishes with 43 points i mean he's just been basically a walking bucket he's been north of 40 points four times this season he has just been on another level i think scoring wise it's really hard to stop him i know the shot volume is pretty high for the most part i mean he's taken 22 25 attempts per game but if he's going to take him and he's going to knock him down you got to have to have somebody on him so for me julius randall is my player to watch tonight for the knicks i think that's kind of a no-brainer again emmanuel quickly has been a great second fiddle as well uh, coming off the bench being that basically the only guy that can produce for the bench for the Knicks because he's the only guy that plays a lot of minutes outside of the starting five for a Tom Thibodeau team. So we'll see what happens tonight in that regard. But still a stat to watch. What is the number you're keeping an eye on here tonight, Sam? Yeah, the big one for me is going to be offensive rebounding or defensive rebounding in the Hornets case slash limiting second chance points. Uh, When these teams last met back in December, uh, which the Knicks won by 19 or 20 points, Hornets gave up 16 offensive rebounds and 28 second chance points. I mean, that was pretty, you look at that one, it's a pretty decisive factor. Mitchell Robinson had seven offensive rebounds in that game. And they're very very, very physical team. Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, um, Julius Randle, obviously, Isaiah Hartenstein. I mean, they got a lot of big guys, big size, a lot of length on this Knicks team. And right now, they are second in the NBA in both offensive rebounding percentage at almost 32% and second chance points scored per game at almost 17. So this was an issue, not so much in the Nets game, a little bit more of an issue in that Magic game the other night where I think they, I forget what the final number was, something like 16 offensive rebounds for 20 points. A lot it was of them, a lot. Yeah, right off the bat, too. It kind of felt like maybe the earlier in the game you give up these second chance points the more they kind of like it has sort of like a tone setting feel to it Wendell Carter I think had three big ones or three or four big ones in the first quarter of the night too so got to get physical got to get those rebounds uh, not just the big guys but guards too it's got to be a collective effort Josh Hart too is another big reason uh, the Knicks have been playing well he's a really really good defensive or really good rebounding guard they just added him from Portland at the deadline and I think he's lined up exactly at this 9-0 stretch they've had so be physical and get ready to, to crash the glass because they're going to need it no second chance opportunities tonight or at least limit them maximize the one and done so at least on the defensive end of the glass for me my stat to watch is pace and i'm interested to see how this one looks from a multitude of perspectives when you look at it i mean the hornets are fourth still in the association in pace even though 
LaMelo Ball has been out for a majority of the season and he continues to be out for the remainder of the season. The Knicks, they like to slow it down. They like to play in a half court. They're bottom four in the association when it comes to pace. They're one of the slower teams, kind of similar to like a Miami. Again, just kind of like a typical built Tom Thibodeau team, more or less, in that sense where they like to slow the ball down, get it in a half court, run their sets, and kind of pick you apart in that way. So I'm interested to see what this looks like for not only the way that the Hornets are going to attempt to attack and maybe push the tempo or anything like that, because, again, this team is kind of without an identity right now without LaMelo Ball. You had the identity at the beginning of the season with guys like LaMelo where we want to push the tempo, we want to run, you know, as soon as we get that defensive board, LaMelo's head up looking down the floor seeing who's going to be on a fast break. So I'm interested to see if they want to slow it down and kind of match that for the Knicks. And I want to see how much gas is left in the tank for New York after going double overtime and having a majority of their starters play on Sunday against Boston. I know they had a day off. I'm sure they didn't do anything yesterday in terms of practice or walkthroughs or anything, but I still want to see what the legs look like after a game like that when, again, a Tom Thibodeau team plays heavy, heavy minutes. You go back and look at the box score of that game. R.J. Barrett plays 50 minutes. Julius Randle has 47 Mitchell Robinson, 44. Emmanuel Quickly, we talked about the 55 that he played. Josh Hart's the only guy off the bench that played a sizable amount. He played 40 minutes. So I just want to see what this looks like pace-wise. If this is one of those things where Steve Clifford says, hey, let's see if these guys are tired. Let's try to push the tempo and continue who we are without LaMelo Ball. Or if they're going to slow it down and try to set the defense and, and beat the Knicks that way. I'm very interested in that sense to see what happens. Yeah, that's a really good point about the pace, and you really don't know. If this was a back-to-back, it would obviously be a huge factor those minutes. Absolutely. Like almost a maybe you even sit those guys factor with a day off. You know, you never really know, but I think with a Thibodeau team, you kind of assume he's going to kind of maybe not necessarily playing 50, 40, or 50 minutes again. And granted, that would have to be an overtime game to get to 50-something minutes. But Knicks haven't won. I think this would be if they win, or they're going for their longest winning streak in 10 years. They haven't won 10 in a row since I think the end of the 2013, 2012-13 season. So you know MS G, even when the team hasn't been good, has been rocking, and now that they're kind of really on a roll, I'm sure it's going to be quite a crowd tonight up in New York, so uh, hopefully the Hornets can be the spoiler and uh, end this winning streak. Sounds like a perfect storm for the Hornets here to kind of wreak a little havoc in the Big Apple. What do you say, Sam? I love it. I hopefully hope. I want uh, some disappointed Knicks fans walking out of MSG tonight. That would be great. <laughs> we'll see how it all shakes out after tonight's game. Of course, we'll have a recap podcast of this one for you tomorrow. Sam Perley, thank you so much for joining me here on today's edition of the HHC. And for Mr. Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. Thank you so much for joining us here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And we'll see you tomorrow once again on the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. Brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. 